Good morning and a happy Monday to you folks. It's a new week, a brand new day, and I got a feeling it's going to be a beautiful day here on a Monday. Folks, it's been a tough year. Almost coming up on one year since they officially shut down the world with COVID. You remember March Madness last year, they canceled March Madness and the dominoes fell. So as the economy, the world, the psyche of the individual tries to rebuild, think about that for a second. The goal isn't always to instantly feel magnificent. So often we expect instant results. We live in an instant oatmeal and a Farmville society. Who wants to wait six months for crops when you can just push a button and all of a sudden the corn's done, right? The drop-down menu society that we live in, the instant society. Well, when it comes to you, the goal is step by step. Just one step is enough. Just one step at a time will get you there at the end. And look at the last year. Step by step by step. Now, a springboard will come, and I know your springboard is coming because spring is coming right around the corner, folks. We're getting close. So close, I want to get this Monday morning started. It's party time, folks. It's Monday. Let's get it going. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. My name is Jason Space. That is Sterling Frackleberry Hound dropping the chewy paws right out of the gate. It's a Monday, folks. I just got done running that girl for 45 minutes Doesn't straight. Matter. She's covered in mud. There's <laughs> mud prints all over the studio. Oh, we love our dogs here at The Crude Life. She's such a great addition. Great mascot. She was well-loved up in Dickinson. Where she was able to, oh, kids came running up, and of course, then we get to talk about oil and gas yep. with the kids. She's a conversation starter for sure. She is, and it's a very safe one too. Because, uh, folks, how you doing? It's a crude life morning show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Space. That is Sterling. We've got a full show in store for you today. We've got a fantastic week lined up. Holy smokes. Okay. What do we got today? First of all, we are in our industrial forest studios, the industrial forest studios. Big news, industrial forest. Big news. Big news. Big Big news. news. Texas size news. Lay it on me. Not yet. Oh. Not yet. That's a, that's what we call a tease, a tease. in the okay. industry. Okay. We got some big Bismarck news. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I you did hint about Just that last week. Just talked to the mayor of Bismarck this morning. Nice. And like I mentioned, now we've got two state departments that want to be involved with the industrial forest. And these are two of the big ones we wanted. Well, one for sure. Yeah. I think, I think the one is involved. With, no, we don't even have the tree people involved yet. <laughs> these are two... Two, uh, not even though we don't even have the forestry department yet. That's okay. Because we're That's using okay. the city's forestry step department. Step, yeah. But we know the state's forestry department's going to get involved. But we're, again, it's step by step. That's what we're doing. We're trying to do step by step transparency. We're not trying to be political. We're trying to just do this thing right from all angles. Well, and starting with the mayor makes sense, right? Because they're the ones that can help push the button, you know, pull the trigger on something. 
It's starting with somebody makes sense. Somebody that's got some sway. I'm ready start, for it, man. Why not start with the mayor? I am so ready for it. You know, we're starting to get warmer weather. Let's plant some trees. Down in Texas, you know, we already have Representative Brooks Landgriff on board. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's, he's already kind of helped, uh, you know, just help me understand the Permian. Yeah. Uh, that's his district. A great talk with him last week, too. Wasn't yeah, it? he came on to talk uh, uh, about his constituents and some of the things. He sent that letter into the state looking for an investigation. And of course, we'll do that. But he's been helpful just helping me with the lay of the land mm-hmm. down there to understand if we can even do it, who some of the players might be, et cetera. But now, sounds like we might be meeting with the state of Texas. All right. Word's gotten to the state level now. It's starting to percolate up there a little bit. Egg, might get an egg meeting now. Nice. So it's going to start falling like dominoes, man. It's happening. All right. I, the big question is, are you going to be ready for it to happen? Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's why we need Elon Musk. Where's Where's Elon Musk yeah, with our Musk that money? Hundred million. Yeah, Musk. Musk. That's money. what I call. Musk Give me some money. of that Musk money. I'm surprised he hasn't started his own cryptocurrency yet. Forget milf money. Give me the <laughs> Musk money. Your you ever Musk see that money. episode? Oh yeah. Weeds. Milf money. <laughs> milf money. Oh, yeah. Snoop's in that one, right? That's a classic episode, right? One of the greatest shows of all time. Folks, if you haven't seen Weeds on uh, Showtime. Yeah, I guess it is now. Bounced around a couple of times. Was it Showtimes? Yeah, I thought it was HBO originally, but yeah. I think I I I pluralized it. but (laughs) Showtimes. uh, I think it's on Netflix now. Yeah, I think so. Seriously, one of the the best written shows. Best written shows. Acting phenomenal. Yeah. I liked the last season. Uh, I'm sorry, the second to last season where they they just went on the lamb. I liked that. That's like considered one of the worst seasons. Oh, see, I loved, I loved that. I loved it. I man. think that was during a writer's strike or something, oh, man. You know, so they probably was? had to come up with some weird stuff. Because it was but, really different. Yeah, it's like a, a sunnier version of Breaking Bad, right? It's, it's, it's it was before Breaking Bad. It was, it was yeah, so. yeah. Anyways, folks, so the Industrial Forest Studio sponsor, our phone line sponsor, Swan Energy. Guess who's going to be joining us later on that? Who we got? Our newsmaker interview today on the Swan Energy phone lines. Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge. Really? Yeah. Okay. She's one of 13 states. Okay. She's representing 13 states. Well, she's not. She's representing her state. But there's a group of 13. Who knows? By the end of this interview, it might be 14. (laughs) It is a Monday. So who knows? They're back. Just getting started. They're back in the office after meeting all weekend. Now they can get stuff rolling. So what is she doing? Well, they're suing the president. Oh, this is part of the uh, against the key, against the, the Biden Keystone administration pipeline. Yeah, okay, so yeah. she's one of the attorney generals, and we got her. Mm-hmm. We got her. She's she was gave us access. Oh, that's awesome. for our audience, so that she and she's only got ten minutes. Oh yeah, that's it, and and barely. I mean, and we got to be ready. Punctual. Get us some good questions. So I was sending Jenica to do that. Good. Not going <laughs> to be safer that Not going to be me. <laughs> nope. No, send a professional. Gosh, she's just you know, um, really getting some great interviews. She's dogged and determined. And I'm glad, though. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's really empowering the opportunity. And, and I mean, she got Christy Craddock, the railroad commissioner. Railroad commissioner, I mean, yeah. Think about her resume she's putting together. Yeah. All these other influencers out there are talking about influencing. She's just getting it done. She's getting actual conversations. She's just getting, oh, she's not only conversation, connections. Yeah. Like right now, she might get the railroad commissioner again. Sweet. Because, remember... The the day before the day before she recorded, I think Biden signed the next day 
those executive those orders. executive orders, yeah. And then the the, the snow the snowstorm happened. Then we had the, happened. the storm, yeah. And so she's she felt bad asking. I said, no, just say, hey, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask for another interview. Yeah. Well, that got another email back and forth. So nice. So there's gonna be a follow up, maybe. That'd be great. You know, I I told her I said, um, ask for a statement. Mm-hmm. But if you and you know, I said I'll ask for the interview. Sure, but if you but can just... but say, listen, I I understand if you're not going to give us an interview, you just gave us one two weeks ago, right? And so you know, we're little old crude life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you got every major news network in the world. Well, it's not like we're wasting down people's your time. You no, know? we got a good audience. Yeah, it's a good audience, exactly. And it's you know, there's some decent questions. My in neighbor there. who carries the gun listens. <laughs> the concealed guy. The concealed guy. Oh, yeah. he's my favorite neighbor. Folks, so I got this neighbor. He's, uh, he's he's from the Middle East. Okay, but he served in the U.S. Army. Okay, and he's he's an American citizen. Yeah, and he's a big. Uh, he's from Texas. Okay, okay he's, he's from Texas. checking all the boxes. Oh, he's just he's the most <laughs> unusual person since yeah. my other friend, who's a Canadian Muslim. Uh, <laughs> so Middle Eastern immigrant. <laughs> American Vegan. citizen from Texas, and he—he's—he's uh, he's the kind of guy that will um, put his car on blocks in his driveway mm-hmm. at the end of the block, at the end of the street, type thing, you know, yeah. um, and uh, wear a wear a wife beater shirt with his gun on the outside, okay, for the neighbors to see with some pants. Okay. Well, I'm okay. glad he's wearing pants, at least. Maybe some cargo shorts. Yeah. <laughs> in North Dakota, I don't think you have to wear pants, but you do have to and, have a gun. Oh, no. there's. Do you know the thing about cargo shorts? No. That's a North Dakota thing. Cargo shorts are a thing? So when NDSU Bison, mm-hmm. the North Dakota State football team that lost over the weekend for the <sighs> after winning 39 in a row. You had to bring that up. Well, they've gone to Frisco, Texas mm-hmm. for seven years. Now, Frisco, Texas is a suburb of Dallas. Okay. Okay. So Dallas knows Fargo to the tune to where this is no shit. Okay. There is a headline in some Dallas paper (laughs) that talks about here comes Fargo. The beer's going to be gone and the cargo (laughs) shorts are coming. The word cargo shorts is in the headline. Wow. Right. So that's how they think of us, huh? To where it's I like the beer part. It's like Wisconsin with the cheese. Right, with the cheese. We yeah. got cargo shorts. Like his buddy of mine, he, he goes every year. He's a he's a bison through and through, and mm-hmm. he he just he thinks that's the funniest thing to be known uh, for. You know, I guess for them, it's like Eskimos coming down from the north. You know, it's I mean, we're just we're like these strange folk. So. <laughs> Anywho, I don't even know how we got off on that weird tangent we were on. Who but remembers? Um, Who knows? It's Monday. So also our weekly sponsors, Chewy Paws. So later on in the week, uh, Mick Hager, Michaela Hager with uh, Canine Pipe Inspections. She does she does uh, the Chewy Paws on the side. Of course, when they're going and looking for pipelines and this and that and training their dogs, they find... Yeah, it seems like a really nice uh, additional revenue stream there. Yeah, I huh? think that's how it started, actually. Just collecting. You collecting started seeing them, elk bone. And- well, doing the dog stuff, right? Yeah. The training. And then now I think she buys them, you know, from people who are doing that. Mm-hmm. From, you know, people who have ranches and, you know, they go yeah. out and collect them and that sort of It's a business. Supply so. lines, man. Yeah, that's all. So uh, she's going to join us as well. So continuing... Uh, just ha- bringing you some neat, exclusive energy interviews. So we'll talk about the Chewy Paws, and then we'll also talk about the Canine Pipelines. Yeah. So I'm really curious about that. That's fascinating and, stuff. So is Frackleberry. 
Also, our sponsor this week, do we have uh, some climate activists no, outside again? I think she's again? just liking the sunshine coming in, finally. Well, the neighbors, they, they know we do the show, so they like to... <laughs> they're climate. They're environmentalists. Envi- they call themselves environmentalists because I work for Microsoft. Isn't that activism? I don't, he's, got, you know, he's got that uh, ZZ Top beard. Oh, yeah. But he, but he doesn't leave the house. Okay. Okay? Well, yeah, because they've been working at home for like a year and a half, probably. Mo- most people that have those ZZ Top beards, they work... Usually, blue la- blue collar jobs because they're outside. Yeah, so I think it's, it's I think it's a hipster beard. That's what the kids do these mean, days. It's a Microsofter. <laughs> anyway, so not to stereotype. Hey, but, yeah, I'm just jealous. I don't have that kind of money coming in. But usually, they like to protest when we do the show. So, anywho, uh, the Bakken Barbecue. You can't even have a home studio. You can't even have industrial. For- can't even have a studio in the forest. Without getting the climate activists out there. <laughs> Anywho, the Bakken Barbecue is the, also the sponsor of the week. So we've got our weekly sponsors, Chewy Paws and Bakken Barbecue. Also joining us this week, the co-founders of the Bakken Barbecue, Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkin. And they're in their eighth, is this the eighth? Ninth annual. Ninth annual. So is it? Is it look like it's going ahead full steam this oh, year? Oh yeah, we we did it last I year. I know you did, and yeah. I'm part of it. Yeah. So I'm you know I'm 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 a little biased. It was here, a little but, different last year. You though. know, I was actually processing this when I saw that the Bach and Barbecue is up in the rotation for sponsorships this week, and of course I talked to him last week at the API uh, event I spoke at. Mm-hmm. Tiffany Steiner's on the board of directors at the API. She's also the co-founder of the Bach and Barbecue. Be on a little later on this program. Not this program. Crude Life Morning Show later on this week. All right. That was a train wreck that happened. So what I thought about was all the events that canceled mm-hmm. because of COVID. Okay. Minnesota State Fair canceled. Well, we didn't with the Bach and Barbecue. No. We didn't. And we raised $80,000. That's remarkable. That's really remarkable and there wasn't any breakout any pandemics there wasn't any issues we did the con you know we had we had all the safety precautions in place we had the it's called the southwest health district out there is, is there you know hospital people uh their their um regional health provider if you will they were on you know they were there we were following it's an outdoor event almost 99 percent of it right but we didn't allow that that over-the-top fear mm-hmm. to hold us back well yeah and there were actually some companies that gave sponsorship money and asked not to have their logo on there mm. because they didn't want to have that stigma. Oh, sure. To be, oh, look at us sponsoring an event that's going on. Yeah. Have you ever heard of such craziness? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of such course. nonsense. And no, I, the more I thought about this and the more I processed it, it was, it was very odd because... There were a lot of events that just kept the sponsorship money and didn't even have an event. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. There was a lot of PPE money that got yeah. shifted into public events. Remember that thing with Brett Favre that so came So they double dipped. Yeah, double they, dipping. Well, they got paid on one end, didn't have the yeah. event. It's sick called with it, public it money, because of COVID. Yep. So nobody questioned it. But then they, got, then they made money on the back end, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, that and money went we did, somewhere. Here we went and busted our ass, yep. raised money for kids... That you know have terminal illness, make a wish. It's a make a wish, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it anyway. I was yeah, because that uh, stuff doesn't stop. You so know that I'm very. I'm, I want to. I want to 
ask the girls that, mm-hmm. you know, if they've really processed that, because it was a pretty emotional year. Like there was, well, like I said, man, when they canceled state fairs, when they started doing that kind of stuff, that's when you really knew that, wow. I mean, they've done that like twice in the history of it. I know? bet I got called into 12 new phone call or meetings that I never had in the past. Now, keep in mind, I, I've been the MC for right. eight years. Okay? So why were you getting called into these other Because meetings? of the safety protocols. Ah. Because, you know, um, my ideas. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, how can we help do different things? And just, so, I, I mean, I'm the MC. I got, I'm, I'm one of the more important ones at that point because I got to direct traffic. Yeah. I got to tell people what to do. I got to, I got, when, when I did the, uh, the MC for the West Fargo Girls high school senior night for hockey. Remember that? Oh, that was, that was pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? No, it was, it was the girls hockey. Yep. It was the seniors. Mm-hmm. There was something that the, the school made me say every like five, 10 minutes. Oh, sure. As part of a, make sure you're washing your hands. Oh, it was blah, the blah, blah, most blah. Orwellian propaganda you'd ever done in your life. And uh-huh. I had to take a shower after I was done. It was, it was <laughs> more, it was honestly, it was like, the West Fargo. It, no, it wasn't even West Fargo. It was um, whatever their uh, EDC. It was it was the um, the district, the uh, um, the conference. Okay, it was the con- it was a sporting conference. Yeah. Is what it was. So I think it's the uh, Eastern Dakota Conference. The Eastern Dakota Conference cares about its athletes. I mean, it's what I mean. It just starts off. It's with basically just, a commercial. Totally, yeah, it's, it's commercial. just such nonsense. Yeah, I just spit on commercial. you. I'm sorry. Good thing we're wearing masks here in the industrial forest studio. Oh, what else we got coming up here? Okay, we've got Sean Forbes going to join us with Oilfield Sourcing. She's got events. By by the way, Oilfield Sourcing is a fantastic website, folks. Go check it out, oilfieldsourcing.com. And what they have is, you know, the the kind of classified ads, right? Mm -hmm. But it's more than that. It's It's more specialized, right? Yeah, Yeah. well, it's, it's... Classifieds is kind of a little bit lower terminology, right. I would say. Lowbrow. Yeah, it's. I, I don't mean to diminish it for what it is, but she has events on there. Mm-hmm. Well, that just really grew. Like I went there one day, and there was like 190 events. Wow. Right. So you can pack your social calendar pretty quick. With you just have to. It's like the one stop shop, and we were, we were gonna do them at the Crude Life, right? Yeah. We were gonna add an events page. Okay. And I was trying to figure out a different way to do the calendar and all this other nonsense. Well, then I went to her page and saw, she, well, she already did She's it. She's already got it. Let's Where just, br- let's just bring her on every week <laughs> and let her promote <laughs> the events that she would like to promote. Yep. And let's just do that and send people to her website. That's, a, that's the path of least resistance. Absolutely, man. And <laughs> I told her, I said, maybe you can make some money out of it. Yeah. Maybe you can't. Either way, let's promote. Let's What synergize. kind of events? Are we talking like barbecue type stuff? Uh, all oil, all, all like oil some and of gas. The, oh, yeah. So uh, there's clay shoots. There is barbecues. There there is virtual conferences. There's real conferences. Crude life. There's, we should take a road trip, I either am. virtual and otherwise, and we'll try to hit every as many events in one summer down there as we can, from clay shooting to virtual to barbecues, you name it. Well, I will be at the Permian Pipeliners, the Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners. They have a cookoff, March. 13th. It's a Thursday. I'm guessing barbecue, brisket. It sounds like it, yeah. Roast beef sandwiches. So I'm going to be down there for that. And I might be even assisting with some uh, hosting duties down there. Okay. Yeah, doing some uh, microphone work, if you will. A little emceeing on the side. Uh, We'll see. You know, I mean, it's... um, 
We'll have actually Derek Clark will be on Derek Clark, the president of the Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners, and I don't know if that's the correct order. It's like those all those are all the right <laughs> that's, words. That's a lot. It's like a Chinese restaurant. Right, just not sure if they're in the right <laughs> order. <laughs> Lucky Dragon Bamboo Fun. You know, it's you just say all those, and it's just one of those Chinese restaurant words. They were all English words, and they made sense. Maybe just not in the right order. So anyway, he's the president. He's going to be on, uh, I believe. To, uh, Tuesday, we're going to have him on. And you are shaping up a busy week for us already. Oh, I'm, I haven't even I'm told you about Tuesday's my, oh, show man, yet. I'm always stolen my first you, cup of coffee. You ready for Tuesday's show? Uh, okay. Uh, just uh, for a little tease, a little highlight. Okay, give me a Who our newsmaker interview is. Who is it? Well, we got to keep following Weld County, Wyoming. Oh, yeah, the That secession? story's not going to die. Okay, not here on the crude list. Is there something new? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Okay, we're going we're to go find out. <laughs> <laughs> Even if there's nothing new, we're going to report it like there is. We're going to dig. <laughs> yep. This one, we're going to sensationalize because, damn it. Oh, if, man. If, if, we could, if we have to redraw the map, you got to remember, Rand McNally left North Dakota off the map one year. No <laughs> shit. No kidding. They did the 50-state map, and they forgot to include North Dakota. I remember hearing Eric about that. Severide, Eric Severide. Eric Severide, where they got an Eric Severide award because he's such a great national figure out of North Dakota, right? Where did they say he was from? No, he said North Unknown Dakota state. is a blank conscience in people's minds. <laughs> it's a oh, rectangular. It is. It it's is. a rectangular blank spot in people's minds. Yep. Kevin Kramer used that to campaign on. Well, dude, most of the people that I know that know I live up here just think I'm crazy. I told you for a long time when when Fargo came out in North Dakota, I was just an exotic fruit to people. I know, right? Yeah, I was yeah. Like, like, oh, yeah. Do you all have wood chippers up there? We eh? don't even have to pay to go to the zoo today. <laughs> the zoo's coming right to us. Look at the funny Fargo man. <laughs> just sit and observe. <laughs> you fancy pants. <laughs> oh, you geez. dance, Fargo. <laughs> Talk. Hey, say say about again. Yes. Let me hear those O's. <laughs> Boat. <laughs> also coming up on today's program. We have our news, and then we were going to do everyday items, but I don't know if we're going to get to that. Everyday, Sounds like we're going to be working. Everyday energy. I know. It's, we got a busy show, and I do see that we have Sean Forbes calling in right now, so we better get to that. Oh, right. my goodness. Okay, folks. Coming up next, Sean Forbes with Oilfield Sourcing, and we're going to talk about some events coming up this week. Also, who else? We oh, Vicki Leach is going to be calling in a little later, too. It sounds like, oh, busy week. Busy phones. I feel alright. Well, I'm doing okay. Well, I'm here for the moment, you know, and then I'm on my way. Well, I came and I said what I had to say. I just assumed be on my way. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by The Bach and Barbecue. In 2013, The Bach and Barbecue was created as a collaborative effort to raise money within the community. This family-friendly event raises money to help make a difference within the communities in the Bakken Shale Place. Since their first year, 
The Bakken Barbecue has not only achieved their goal annually, but it's added to the list of positive impacts within the Bakken. For more information, visit their website, BakkenBBQ.org. That's BakkenBBQ.org. The Crude Life, Play Hard, Work Hard, is sponsored in part by... Chewy Paws, all-natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA-sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z, dot com. The industrial forest. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling joining us on our Swan Energy phone lines. We have Sean Forbes with Team Forbes as well as Oilfield Sourcing. You're .com, aren't you? Oilfieldsourcing.com. Oh, thank good goodness. After Good morning. <laughs> yeah, you after, plugged it .com Yeah, after times, I so. said that, I thought, oh, I hope she's not a .net. <laughs> Sometimes I forget when people have such a good name, you know, I I wonder about that. Like, I wonder if that's a .net then. Anyway, let's just get off this .net nonsense. I don't even know if people do that anymore. So welcome to the pro. I like to say I'm the bomb.com. So (laughs) that'll be easy to remember now. Just write it down. Seanthebomb.com. Band name. Mine. Called it. So, okay, we like to go check out what's going on, the events. I was mentioning before, though, you, the, the oil field sourcing website didn't start out to be events. That just kind of exploded and took off and, and became really, you know, it was supposed to be kind of a secondary thing, but sure, people sure do like it, and you do have a lot of events. But explain the other parts of your websites for, uh, for Sterling and for those people out there who aren't familiar with oil field sourcing. Uh, that would be my pleasure. So oilfieldsourcing.com was established as a supplier directory. Um, I've been a buyer in the oil field for, gosh, since 2006. And I've always struggled with finding the vendors that I need in certain basins. So I wanted to create a you know comprehensive directory so I could find you know service providers and companies that sell products and equipment fairly quick um, with an online platform so companies can keep their information up to date at any time. So it started out as a directory and then I added events um, only because, you know, oil and gas industry events are so important to everyone just to stay connected and um, get together and have a good time. And um, I figured, you know, events would be a good reason to um, draw people to the site, you know, and have another reason to, you know, browse around and 
have another useful tool um, besides the business listings. So, well, I know that's what I was saying before we brought you on that um, we that was one of the things we considered doing in 2021 was adding an events page. And when I went and looked at your site, I'm like, nope, she's already did it. So let's just bring her on to help promote that site instead and do some synergy instead of... Yeah, this uh, is awesome looking. You look at the different categories they've got for education. Oh, you're just checking it out? Yeah, happy yeah. hours, fishing tournament. Shoot, there's a barbecue coming up next week I'd like to go to. Yep. Yeah, yeah you can search it by date, by month. Fishing by tournament. State. We're, we're, yeah, we're, by category, by... Yeah, just you know, by different by categories. Basin. Yeah, there's different ways you can, you know, keywords. You can type in keywords and search. You can type in barbecue and oh, anything that has barbecue in it will pop up. Well, it is March. Oh, we forgot to talk about March Madness. We're going to start that too. So uh, we get we have March Madness, and it's time to talk about events because people are getting they're getting tired of being cooped up by COVID and I've by still snow got and madness, especially after that cold snap that came across everywhere and including down south. So uh, you got a couple events for us today. Yeah, well, I wanted to talk about uh, last time I was on, we mentioned the Energy Strong, the Powder River Rising event that I was headed up to Casper for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was last last week or the week before. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was a huge turnout. There were hundreds of people at this event, and it was just such a refreshing experience to see people out and about, people you hadn't seen in here, you know, showed up to this event. So it felt it felt pretty free. Good. There for for a minute, you know, it was nice. So, um, I definitely recommend checking out the website and finding events to to go to because there's definitely a lot more popping up these days. I think, like you said, companies are just going for it, you know. And I think if people don't feel comfortable going to events, then you know, please don't go. So, um, but anyway, coming up this week, um, tomorrow. Or today, what's today? Monday. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like I don't it. Even know what day it is. Anymore. I know, right? <laughs> um, so Monday, uh, we have the fifth annual Midstream Classic Golf Event. Um, it's hosted by Energy Strong and coordinated by the M Prestiza guys. And Oilfield Sourcing is a proud sponsor of this event. Um, it's going to be at the Stonebriar Country Club in Frisco, Texas. So I think that's probably going to be a, a monster event. Um, I'm excited to see how it turns out. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it, but I'm excited to sponsor it. Um, And then we have a couple of Oilfield Connection lunches going on this week. Uh, One in Houston on Tuesday and then one in Pittsburgh on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we have the Shell Energy Resources, fourth annual uh, TF for Bynum uh, golf tournament. It's a fundraiser for a, a local school there. It's going to be at the Hogan Golf Park in Midland, Texas. And those guys, the Shell Energy Resources, they're also hosting a, uh, the Shell Energy Conference and trade show in Midland in June. Um, so check out the website, uh, sourcing.com uh, slash event for details on how to register or be a sponsor for those. Um, and then Thursday, um, our good friends, uh, Yuri Nunes from Sand Revolution and Tiffany Wilson from Aries, uh, they do workforce residences. They're hosting uh, the Oilfield Connections Permian Basin St. Patrick's Happy Hour from 5 to 8 at the La Hacienda Event Center in Midland. Now that sounds so, like fun. Um, that's going to be a really fun event. Yeah, that sounds – we should get down to that, Jason. 
I was supposed to go, but <laughs> um, I've got domestic I duties. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was supposed to, but um, in fact, we're going to have uh, Kate Hornbrook on tomorrow, maybe? I think so. I, it's before, sometime before the event. Yeah. I can't, maybe even later today in this program. I'm not sure, but... Uh, she's going to be on talk about the event, the, uh, Thursday, Thursday night, right? Thursday. Yep. Yeah. From Thursday Friday night. Friday. It's a Mardi Gras theme or no, St. Patrick's, St. Patrick's day. day. Oh, St. Patrick's. Yeah. Yep. So green beer and, you know, beads are always fun. Yeah. Green, I wish I was going, but <laughs> we're your green mullet. <laughs> I'm going, uh, I'll be down there the next week for the Permian Basin Pipeliners Association's cook-off. I'll be down there for that, uh, helping out and partaking and being a part of those festivities. And that's March 11th, I think, isn't it? Is it March 11th? I think so. I think okay. it's that Thursday. Did I say 13th? No, I think so. I think you said uh, it's the Basin it's Association the annual cook-off. Whatever yeah. the Thursday is. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Okay. Are you going to do a broadcast from there? Oh, of course. I will. Yep. Yeah. yeah. In fact, Kate Hornbrook might be joining me on one of those days. Uh, and then, of course, you're welcome down there as well, if you can make yeah. it down there. I'm sure you're, uh, you're uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Awesome existence would be welcome down there? <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely thinking about it. Now that I know you'll be down there, I'll, I'll really put some effort into that, <laughs> that thought. <laughs> it's Frackleberry Hound, see? Yeah, Frackleberry <laughs> brings him in. Yep. She's a conversation um, starter. Well, how about uh, what else do you have going on at the oil field sourcing site? Do you have any uh, companies that you want to highlight or anything like that? Uh, let's see. Yeah, we have a, a company sponsor on the site. They have a, a banner, and they're called uh, Safeguard. They do uh, promotional products, and they're also tied in with oil field connections um, organizations. So if you make a purchase from them, uh, 10% of that purchase will be donated back to the organization. So um, I love the networking part of their like promotional deals. So good guys, good, definitely good guys to, to work with. So give them a shout. Anything new in Denver? Um, or, no, you know, I've just been, Colorado. I've just been getting out, getting out a lot more. It's been a little cold and uh, Friday I volunteered for, um, an organization called Food for Thought in Denver, and um, they gather uh, about 100 people every Friday to put bags of food together for school kids in need of a food um, to bridge that gap between, you know, Friday and Monday. Mm -hmm. So every Friday they deliver, you know, 3,800, or at least the, the group that I was with, I think they have three different locations, but we bagged 3,800 uh, bags wow. of food that will be delivered um, to children so that they can take home and provide a meal for their family over the weekend. So um, really amazing organization. These guys don't um, have any overhead costs. Everyone that works for the organization is a volunteer. You can go to their website and, and sign up to volunteer. It was a really, really amazing experience, and I can't wait to go back. It was cold, though. Man, it was <laughs> in, uh, under 30 degrees, and I don't like to be cold, but it certainly was worth it. Food for thought? Yeah. Food for thought. Okay. So like just a Google search, food for thought, Colorado would probably work. Yep. I mean, I'm, I don't, if they, if they got that website, good for them. That's a great website name. I thought that would have been taken like back in the nineties. So, um, um let me see. Yeah. 
see if I can. I'll see if I can find the URL. Oh no, that's phone. okay. I'm sure. Oh, hold we, on. It's, uh, it's foodforthoughtdenver.org. Dot org. Yeah. Okay. See, look at me. I. I but still, I believe. I love how you test me. I, don't I believe me that the oil and gas. Uh, not only is the oil and gas industry, but I believe the crude life audience is so savvy. They would have figured it out. They, you know, we we have existential energy here. <laughs> We, you know, we're always looking at the broader picture. We'll figure it out. Hey, uh, how's the women's network going in Colorado? Let's get an update on that, too. And I want to give a plug for Jenica, our crude life correspondent. I mean, I don't know what the criteria is to be, be a member or to have somebody come speak. But, man, she's getting some great interviews. She's really doing a fantastic job with the opportunity given to her. Do you know who she's got later on in the program? She's got the Attorney General of Arkansas. She's one of 13 states suing President Biden for the Keystone Pipeline uh, project. I mean, this girl has just been kicking it, man. She's in her early 30s, a mother of three. Highly motivated. Husband laid off from the oil patch. I mean, all kinds of, yeah. Just yeah. Anyway, uh, she's just doing a great job. I, I'm just so proud of her for what she's been able to accomplish. Oh, she's got uh, Senator John Cook on tomorrow from your neck of the woods from Weld County there. He's a state senator out of Colorado. So um, she landed him, too, the old sheriff. But Oh, nice. Uh, so what's going on in your uh, women's network? Yeah, so the Women's Energy Network in, in Denver, we have our mentor program that's kicking off on March 17th. Uh, right now we're taking applications for people who are interested in being a mentor um, or being a mentee. Um, it's a, a year-long program that lasts through the end of the year. So as the, the sponsorship director, I'm also looking for wonderful companies to sponsor this program. It would give some really good um, uh, promotion to companies, you know, in supporting our organization and, and women in energy. Um, and like you said, Jason, how do you, how do you sign up? Well, go to the website and sign up. What, what kind of mentoring is it? Is it, is it, uh, is it like oil and gas mentoring or is it? Um, it's personal mentoring. Um, let's see if I can. Sort of coaching almost, huh? Information about it. Yeah, it's for a. Life coaching, life they coaching. call it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's what Jack Donaghy was to Liz Lemon. Right. He's he, men he was mentor, mentee. The mentor, yeah. mentee. It was yeah. more of a life coach than it was <laughs> just about business. Of course, it was from a. I think more from and more, a Reaganomics point of view. Well, I think after this last year, I think a lot more of us could use uh, an outside mentor. You know, it doesn't mean that they have all their stuff together, but just having somebody else, just mm -hmm. having some support, is really important right now. So yeah, so the the theme of the mentor program is uh, intentional confidence, and the, w the Women's Energy Network or WENCO of Colorado. Our our theme this year is um, be intentional. Um, after last year and, and we came up with our theme for last year before the pandemic hit, which was, um, be resilient. And so it somehow fit perfectly with, you know, all the struggles and challenges that we faced last year. So this year is, um, more of like be, be intentional and, and be com with confidence. So that's the, the theme of the mentor program. So they'll talk about, you know, personal realities, um, leadership roles, you know, values, purpose, influences, communication, and crucial um, conversations. So I think it's a pretty valuable program for for uh, people that would love a mentor situation. 
And how can people sponsor? Um, they can contact me directly. Um, you can go to sponsorwenco.com. That's my sponsorship website for the organization. Or and what's Wenco? Uh, Women's Energy Network, Colorado. So W E N. W E N. Okay. Yeah, sponsorwenco.com. Some of those acronyms, I like to make sure we yeah. phonetically get those we get spelled them out for, for, the audio, for the audio audience there. Remember, Sean, this isn't video. Yes. I mean, we've got two, two guys here that aren't good looking enough to be on, Thank God, to be no on video. video. You, on the other hand, have you, you should meet her. She's a, well, she's very attractive. She's a good looking guy, too. Striking would be the word. Well, thanks. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate. <laughs> well, you filled in for Sterling, so thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and he was gracious enough to let me come back in spite of that. So I appreciate. Yeah, it. he he thought about you know asking me to come on full time. and yep. and, 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 um, and and telling you gently. <laughs> well, I think it's only because I live like a half hour away. That that's that's about the only thing. And I bring him coffee. So her damn husband wouldn't let her just travel with me everywhere. <laughs> what do you mean you won't let me go back to North Dakota for two weeks? Yeah, gee, that's just unusual <laughs> to do a podcast. Come on. Anyway, yeah, we'll but... have to find a good we'll have to find a good midway midway point between Denver and, and Fargo. Yeah, maybe like on a nice spring summer day, meet at a cool park, do a show outside. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm digging Hot Springs, South Dakota. I did enjoy that little one-horse town. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Nice little river going through there. You know, nice low speed some type nice of spots. a thing. Yeah. That's why I'm happy that most people forget about us up here. Right? <laughs> right, but okay. Well, all right, uh, Miss Sean Forbes of Team Forbes and Oilfield Sourcing. Any final thoughts? We'll, we'll let you get on with your Monday because we've got to get things rolling, too. We've got the Attorney General coming up here at the end of the hour. And let's see, what else do we got? Kate Hornbrook, Mick, Michaela Hager of Canine Pipe Inspections. Pipe Inspections. Yeah, I want yeah, to say pipe. Lovely lady. Lovely lady. Oh, you know her? Do you, have you met her? Yeah, She's I've, great. Well, I haven't met her in person, but I've spoken with her. She's Doesn't she blog for you from time to time or put some articles up or did one or something? Or Yeah, she posted an article on That's oil it. field sourcing about her leak detection dogs, pipeline leak detection dogs. I just think that's so that cool. I, I pretty le- neat. Yeah. Pretty neat technology. Were you there for the other interview? No, I didn't. No, I, I really just know so, the Chewy Paws side of things. Yeah, I just emailed her a half hour ago, and we're trying to work out her schedule so that you can be in the interview, Sterling. No, I'd love to hear about I, it. That's what I said. I think Sterling would add quite a bit because I, that's what I thought. When I did Dwayne Ferris before of, of the BC, BC mm-hmm. K9 pipeline yeah. inspections, I thought, uh, that's right, it was, was just me that did that. So It's just a fascinating, you know, it's such a cool idea. Well, to me, anytime you involve dogs, the more people involved in the conversation, the more you're humanizing it. And right now, the oil and gas industry... Isn't that industry, funny that dogs you, humanize people? Without a doubt. It's so relatable. <laughs> Not people. We don't humanize other people, but in dogs In a positive help. way. So. Yep. Sean Forbes, thank you much. And uh, any final thoughts? Sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about one other event that's coming up yeah. on March 10th. It's a it's a free virtual conference from eight to three, and it's uh, put on by the Digital uh, Wildcatters. They're uh, presenting Evolve, a one of a kind virtual event for oil and gas professionals. Uh, like I said, it's free, and there's going to be some pretty badass speakers in the lineup. There's Toby Rice from EQT, uh, my favorite David Ramsey Wood, uh, Dan Pickering from Pickering Energy Partners, and. Trisha Curtis of Petro Nerds. Have you met her? 
I've interviewed Trisha. Yeah. Yeah. I, I met I met her five years ago. In fact, um, I did a I, I did a I tried to kickstart a women in energy number five years ago, and it just didn't go really much place. But uh, Trisha was one of the ones that we interviewed. Part of the deal. Yeah. Yeah, she's yep. a she's a brilliant woman. Yeah, so I'd, I'd love to listen to her speak. In she fact, I know very Je- inspiring. I know Jenica has li- has been lining up an interview with her as well. Um, yeah, because because I did I did uh, recommend her as somebody who Jenica should reach out to because Trisha's always been very um, accessible for for uh, from us to to do so. I think she's she's oh. a br- brilliant mind, absolutely brilliant. I mean. The, her yeah, pers- her perspective into the oil and gas industry was was very much needed, in my opinion. Definitely, yeah, mm-hmm. she's a, she's a smart one. Um, but yeah, so definitely, um, you know, sign up for that one since it's free. I think it'll be a worthwhile um, conference to attend. So that's Wednesday, March tenth. You can search my website for Evolve, and you'll find a link to register for that. There's a lot of other great events on my website. So for more. Uh, just visit oilfieldsourcing.com and then click on click on events. And if for any reason you can't attend any of these events, please consider donating to the organizations that these events support. They're very important to oil and gas industry and um, you know families of, of the industry. So um, please consider that. And um, always check out teamforbes.com, my blog. It's called Hello Sales Tips from Procurement. So I have some advice for salespeople always fun i'm just checking out the date for this this year's bach and barbecue the ninth annual it's coming up i want to make mm-hmm. sure that we can get it on your calendar it's and, on uh, i think it's in june yeah it is in june okay are you coming up yeah, um but mark your calendar come up and you can broadcast with me okay and yeah, it's that one's june 18th june 18th so, yep june yep. 18th ninth annual and it's going to be first responders so, oh, cool. Oh, these, these girls are so smart. You know what they did? Mm. Just bring out the first responders. So who's, who's not going to make you feel any more safe than the firefighters and the police yep. and the ambulance and everybody that, in case you do get COVID, they, <laughs> they're already they're there. Already there. <laughs> I mean, and they're all in masks, ready to go, the right. whole deal. I mean, so when first I heard that, I thought, oh, it's just genius. Yeah, it's like bringing you know? your own first aid kit with you, you know? Well, because a lot of people are going to be, they're going to want to go out, but they, they're going to want that just extra element of safety, mm-hmm. just that little bit extra. And, I mean, if you're going to go out and, you know, go and support the first responders and, you know, that sort of thing. That's what, a no-brainer. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Sean, if you can... to have a chance to thank those guys for, for what they do. Yeah, and if you come up... Um, Sometimes in in the past we've done like a, uh, a panel discussion the night before. We call it living the crude life. In fact, the mayor of Bismarck came up last year. Uh, a guy from Watford City, Patrick Bertinelli, came down. Uh, he's in charge of the Rough Rider Center, and, uh, and then the co-founders Tiffany and Steiner and Jackie Jenkins. And we did we did a really nice panel discussion on how oil and gas builds community. And I just noticed this weekend. Uh, some people commented on that in YouTube. So the nice part is, is that these interviews, they, they, because they're non-political, really, they, they transcend time. They really have some nice legs on them. So, you know, here the mayor and Patrick Burton, Elliott, and, and Watford City and the girls, they, they, they get this little extra, 
you know, nice PR after the, the fact where sometimes, you know, like sports, politics has a shelf life, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. who the heck wants to listen to the Minnesota Vikings coach talk about the Packers game a week after it's done. No one. Right. <laughs> so who wants to That's listen like to some rerun, reruns of football games? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'll admit I do sometimes. I had an awakening. Gotcha. So I, you never met hot blonde lawyer. So this, this girl I used to date, she was great. Jen, like my, one of my favorite for my family and friends, they by, they were the favorite. She's hot blonde lawyer. They called her okay. right? way <laughs> out of my. Your she was ex-girlfriends? she yeah. was way out of my league, right? Okay. Like I was dumb to not marry this one, right? Type thing. She she woke my eyes up one day where she goes, I don't know how anybody can watch the same episode of Sports Center for eight hours straight. <laughs> and I was like, you know, it is. I have had it on since five a.m. Yep, and uh-huh. it's just and it's repeats every man. half hour. It's yep. the same thing. Yep. And so anyway, that's but. how you fill twenty four hours of news. <laughs> but I <laughs> kept nothing. watching it. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to watch this play by Dominique Wilkins again. Again, yeah. <laughs> if he was even around at that time, it was probably more of Alonzo Mourning at that time. But anyway, Sean Forbes. So, uh, okay, well, that's great. Uh, yeah, we'd love to have you up at the Bach and Barbecue, and we'll come down, obviously, for the Permian Cook-Off, and you've got some other events uh, at Oilfield Sourcing, and then you're going to be attending some as well, sponsoring some and not showing up to it, sounds like. Boy, you're busy and not busy and <laughs> in places you, you shouldn't know. be. and Yeah, right. so. yeah you never know. All right, well, hang on the line here, and folks, we'll be back in just a moment or two. I'm not sure if Kate Hornbrook's joining us next, or we're going to do it's this a busy actual day already. Every, everyday energy. Oh, we got news coming up, too. Yeah, we got some news. We'll figure it out what we're going to do in the commercial break. All right, hang on, folks. We'll be back. And I was 23 when George said goodbye. Yeah, next go, I think it's Paul, I say. And then there'll be only Ringo to play. Well, Gandhi says an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. And I was two years old when John Lennon died. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Well, I was born under a harvest moon. And I wasn't too late and I wasn't too soon. The Crude Life with Jason Speece. Thank you for joining the program today. If you want to look at America, you go to Permian and the Bakken, and, and that's what America should be, united as one. And that's exactly what we are. And, and then, you know, that's what I love about the oil and gas industry. One county in Kansas, one single county, produced 9% of the world's oil. That was an oil that won World War One, As the British said from the floor of Parliament, the Allies floated to victory on a sea of oil. Works picked up here in the Permian Basin. Yeah, leadership really needs to take a look at how we've been doing things and constantly make changes in how we can do things better. 
commodities are always, 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 any commodity business, whether it's milk or whether it's oil or whether it's apples, they always are boom or bust because the solution to low prices is high prices. The solution to high prices is, you know, is high prices. It's a big issue. You know, it's kind of Red Riding Hood syndrome here. People making out the industry to be the big bad wolf. And on top of that, you know, you would get a nice increase in pay, as I'm sure most of us all know, when you move to oil field areas, you get a, a nice little bump in pay. After him and I having five margaritas over at the Cork and Pig, I called my boyfriend and I was like, hey, do you want to move to Texas? And he was like, yeah, when, when are we moving? <laughs> and honestly, we moved about a month after that. This oil and gas industry, I've met some of the best people I've ever met in my life doing this. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. Do the play hard, work hard morning show. I had the right order there. All right. <laughs> We're still playing hard, even though it's Monday. Well, Sean Forbes, you know, she got me thinking about my date coming up this mm-hmm. week because I have a date this week going to Maxwell's. Exciting. Very excited Seafood. for that. That's a, you know, the white linen mm-hmm. napkins. napkins. Actual napkins. Not only but the tablecloths, but the napkins as well. Fancy pants. Probably. Maybe even go in the restaurant, Ew. not even the bar. Really? I mean... Formal sit-down and everything? The, I might. I, I might. Who knows? Yeah. Let's see if I got my <laughs> A-game on. Switch sweatpants for jeans. All right. I'm going to have to take a look at that menu a little bit later to see how that goes. Yeah, see what the fresh catch of the day is. It's really the only way I can get them to go out on a date with me is buy him a nice dinner. Well, you're talking about Maxwell. You're talking about some quality seafood, things like that. So, yeah, it's, flown, it's not, you're not taking them to Flown Wendy's. in fresh daily. Yeah. Except on Mondays. They're closed on Mondays, so we're going out tomorrow night. Okay. So, let's take a look at what else we got going on. It's the Industrial Forest Studios here, the phone line sponsor, Swan Energy, our weekly sponsors this week, Chewy Paws. Michaela Hager will be joining us on Tuesday. What day is it today? Today's Monday still. Okay, so Tuesday. <laughs> and then uh, Bach and Barbecue is also our sponsor. So the, the co-founders, Tiffany Steiner and Jackie Jenkin, are going to join us to talk about that. Boy, awesome. I can't believe nine years already that's been. Really? Yeah. Wow. And what else do we have going on? Let's see. The dog. You know, I was thinking about Swan Energy, you know, our, our phone line yeah. sponsor, and uh, March Madness, because didn't they? Oh! They were the winners, man. And we got to be starting to think about that now. That's coming up. So we're going to start p- promoting that on social media this week. That uh, sign up now. Yeah. And yeah, thank you for reminding me about that. So folks. Because that was a lot of fun last year. <laughs> hopefully this year we'll, we will not have to roll the dice <sighs> and, and play that awful game that we did. But uh, it was fun and we made it through. Hey, and yeah. hopefully we never have to speak of it again. And we just have to look <laughs> at that cool bracket. And we don't have to watch the videos that we oh, put together. Man. Yeah, there's part of me. I lost some sanity there. Oh, the evolution was fun with watching the action figures and just <laughs> bringing the stuff out. And the cra- I know we thought it was fun. It was craptastic, yeah, it damn was, it. Yeah, so bad it was fun. Everyday energy. Everyday energy. Everyday okay. energy. We were going to launch this before COVID. COVID happened. We had to kind of put it on hold. Remember, there was we were going to do a different meme every day. That talked about everyday energy. Oh, never mind. You weren't around the crude life then. Never mind. You're you're new here. I thought so you meant we like this the is like royal a, a year and a half ago. 
we in fact if we if you go to the website we <laughs> we 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 <laughs> gotta, go to the ba- gotta go to the bathroom <laughs> i'm french thank you <laughs> that uh we we announced that we were gonna do everyday energy and it was gonna be a uh, every other day or every day, every day, hopefully. If you're going to call it everyday energy, <laughs> you better make it every damn hoping day. Hoping we get a sponsor out of it. <laughs> but just things like, you know, your your uh, contacts. Your toothbrush. Travel. Do you like to take travel? No. Okay, and have somebody with a snorkel. Mm-hmm. Have clothing. You know, different, just everyday items that we have. Yeah. So I thought this week we could do that a few times. And I thought we'd start with the home. Since you're a home inspector on the side, mm-hmm. well, this is on the side. And <laughs> I like how the, you look at it that there's, way. <laughs> there's that side. <laughs> you know that thing you do all the time, you're in a you know. side gig. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought you would be able to add quite a bit to that, where our number one energy expenses go. So what uses the most energy in everybody's house? And you probably know a lot of these. So I, of course, found a website. And then found another one that was very similar because, mm-hmm. of course, the internet is just 10% original content, 90% regurgitated content. And then there's a certain percentage of porn. That's all original. <laughs> Actually, that's all regurgitated. That's Never mind. That's. <laughs> so what did you find? Because I'm kind of curious. There's, it sort of depends on where the house is. Mm-hmm. It does. It does. But um, obviously, the heating and cooling was yeah. the number one. Yeah. So, but then, you know, there'll be some breakdowns from there. But let's push that off to tomorrow uh, because I want to do some news today. Uh, coming up a little later in the program, Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge will be on the program. Jenica has that interview. Jenica Hauser. And what else do we have? Let's see. Oh, Sean Forbes was in the previous segment with some events of course we have links at the crudelife.com if you'd like that so let's get to news well you know i thought we'd start down in texas because uh, they're definitely still going through the, the ramifications of that this is from the washington post or i believe that's the bezos post isn't it does he own that by now <laughs> probably uh headline the bezos new- beacon <laughs> New Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm has advice for Texas and for the oil industry. So it's it's actually less of a direct article, more of a Q&A that's been edited down. Oh, it's that transcript. Her. It's a transcript. Yeah, yeah, I saw part of that. I yeah. skimmed a couple of them, but go ahead. It's interesting, though, because, you know, mainly what she, what they're talking about is, uh, you know, the, the plan from certain companies to go, like, all electric, uh, you know, with their fleets of cars, things like that. Um but Jennifer Granholm was talking about uh, oil and gas companies like Chevron uh, recently announced that it's going to be investing somewhere like $300 million to fund uh, advanced low-carbon technologies. So she's looking at different opportunities, investing in biofuels, things of that nature. But what caught my eye actually was when talking about Texas itself. So she was offering some advice here. And uh, mainly what it comes down to is upgrading their connectivity. So she says, a hand of friendship extended to Texas to consider upgrading their connectivity to the national grid so that their neighbors can help them in times of crisis. The grid in Texas has only minor links to the rest of the country, which some believe contributed to the problems there. It keeps the state free of federal electricity regulation. She says, obviously, they have to winterize their energy system. I understand the desire to be independent. I get that that's the ethos in Texas, but in an emergency, it'd be good to know there's backup. 
I think that's the most important part, though, is the backup. Yeah. Inst- what I think the conversation should be, instead of whether the federal government should come over and take over the Texas grid, because I don't think it should. Um, I-, I think that if you mess up one time in how many years has Texas been around with this grid? I mean, honestly, has, has, this, has this really ever happened in Texas where they've had this catastrophic I don't uh, think blackouts? So. And, I don't either. But I think this I think their actual independence is fairly recent, like 90s, I think. Sure. You know, so 30 That's years. That's fine. So. Okay, yeah. so 30 years. Okay. You, you mess up one time in 30 years, and it's because of, and I'm telling you, it's going to be because of special interest and policy yeah. that... If they would have weeded that out, it would not have messed up. Well, we read about what five members of that ergot. Seven now. Seven now. So seven. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah, wait it, a minute. What time yeah, is exactly. it? Exactly. That was well, at the beginning well, of the show. I saw that. <laughs> How many members are left, man? Uh, yeah. You know what she seems to be saying is less like let's put it all on the federal. You know, let's hook Texas up. They're actually really talking about the idea of microgrids. Um, you know, and I look at this and I see this is an excellent time, like you said, a learning teaching moment mm-hmm. to maybe think about how we do grids nationwide. What Texas does in theory, I think, is a great idea. And I think that could be replicated across the country. But it comes down to the special interest groups. You know, it's really irritating officials, things like that. Here's what's really irritating is I, I, I want to say something, but because of the way he has hijacked the word, it's going to be very difficult for the average person to follow me. Okay. Now, Nikola Tesla. Okay. The original name of Tesla before the the cool band, not the car. Oh oh, man. The band is better than the guy. Five man acoustical jam. That that dude down trying to launch uh, SpaceX. (laughs) I'm sorry, but five man acoustical jam still better than him. Yeah. But the inventor is still my favorite, Tesla, okay? Uh, This guy, that was his whole thing, was 13 power stations across the globe that are comprised of microgrids from there. Mm -hmm. That was what it was back in whenever Edison was trying to steal Well, he was what? Direct current was what Tesla was interested in, and so you versus alternating current. Again, we're in the bands, ACDC. Right, I know, yeah. That's that's where where I'm lost. But no, you're right, is because what I... (laughs) <laughs> now I'm going to sing I'm going to start singing a love song and it's going to be all over here man I can't sing one more note otherwise we're going to get a bill from from the record right. company we get six, sex, we six get, bars we get six notes <laughs> you know something they're talking about here though okay. is they're 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 trying to break down the idea of the rectangular grid in the nation, the idea of of it all, the interconnectivity. And what they seem to be talking about is more like what you're saying is even things they're talking about mini nuclear power plants, right? So cities, states, but mostly on a city basis, coming up with their own independent grids that can tap into, you know, larger uh, national supplies when they need to. All right, if you want to get serious, we'll get serious. We'll get existential energy serious. Okay, so if the the government truly was looking after the people, okay, if the government truly wanted to look after the people, they would really help with their energy bills. Now, I have no idea what kind of impact this would have on the oil and gas companies because I I think people would travel more if they had less heat and and cooling bills. Mm -hmm. I think they would spend more money. They would still spend the money, and because we're uh, we're such a fossil fuel society, I don't think it would impact their bottom line. Is what I'm getting probably help it actually. 
So huh. I think you're right. Actually, that's yes. <laughs> okay, so wh- wh- where I'm going with this? Well, yeah. I mean, if if you're using more fuel for whatever, yeah. So we have the technology that we can say, okay, going forward now, you can only build homes that are facing south. So that way you get the passive sun. Right. Okay. We can we, we can tell people to build homes all these other ways. So don't call me crazy for saying you can only have a home facing south if you live in a city. Well, what that does is that's going to decrease your energy bill right out of the gate mm-hmm. because you're getting the passive sun. Now you're using solar in an intelligent way, not a solar panel way. You're actually using solar in an intelligent way that's going to help you heating and cool your house. Yeah. When my kid went to Montessori, there was a, a uh, one of those like genius uh, architects and he married this genius mathematician from India and they would tell me over and over again that they can make a house that uh, stays heated off your body heat. Wow. Okay. In theory. Okay. And so that's what they were working on all these different I things. I guess if you like had that. a proper amount of insulation. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it might be. Yeah. You know, I suppose if you're in a Yeti cooler, anything's <laughs> possible, right? That's it. We just need to build Yeti coolers man sized. That's what Survivor Man did. He took an old barn and he basically sprayed this foam. Did the spray foam. Insulation. And he said, I'm basically turning my barn into a cooler. Yeah. He was making an off the grid <laughs> house. Uh, okay. So you'd use that. I do believe that the wind turbine. If you made it more like the farmers had it from years and years ago, where a bird actually would nest on the back end of it, that's how much they were not afraid of those wind turbines, right? So, um, because they kill so many birds, the big ones do now. The old ones didn't do that. I've never been much of a bird fan. But you could have wind turbines on individual homes. Mm -hmm. You could have them in neighborhoods, like a water tower. You could have a wind turbine water tower. Yeah, in some ways, it, around here too, we we still have co-ops, electrical co-ops, you know, in these smaller communities and things like that. And that's how power originally got out to these smaller farmer and ag areas is that yeah. you would have communities get together. And and so I, I, I see that as probably the answer is, is not top down. This is one of those cases where starting in a community level is going to be it. Maybe it is where it's a city that has regulation. All new construction of homes have to face south. Can you imagine if you're an oil and gas company and instead of, you know, this sort of product that you have to worry about out in the marketplace, now every home is going to have a wind turbine, mm. like a chimney, over the next 10 years. Yeah. And now you get a shift, that type of manufacturing from your petrochemicals, right? So that's all I'm saying is that if you just shifted some things around including your mindset, you know, you use solar in a way that becomes passive solar. Mm-hmm. You use wind more on an individual scale rather than a, let's put 100,000 wind turbines across North Dakota. Uh, again, that, you know, and it would make sense up here. It might m- not make sense somewhere in the Appalachian Valley. I don't think know? any of those big wind turbines make sense. They hum, there's flickering. It's just they're ugly. They and don't seem to have the just, return no. for the on the investment. But the but smaller ones are okay. Absolutely. Well, yeah. If you're looking at like one that would power say four or five homes at a time, you could get geothermal folded in there. You could say every home going forward now, especially if you're in a northern climate, for example, mm-hmm. you have to have heating tubes into the concrete. So floor heat. Remember, heat rises. Yeah. 
So if you've got floor heat in the in you know all of a sudden now you're using these plastic tubes with a some sort of glycol or some sort of antifreeze yeah, an type antifreeze, yeah. yeah some sort of it's 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 a fracking solution essentially yeah basically you know it's uh, the same stuff so there's a lot of different ways that this can be done I'm not hearing any of those conversations well you know and that's that's why I think right now is the time to start them because that's what I'm doing going forward I think. What happened in Texas and what we're going to see happen over the next decade or so. We're going to see incidents like this where something shuts down because it can't cope, right? Shell company idea. Crazy town, USA. We start a town. Okay. We start a town that's a shell company. We call it crazy town, USA. Okay, I'm on. I'm not, I'm not sure how we go from there. Yeah, I like it. Well, luckily, there's a lot of cheap real estate around here. That's why we, that's, that's, that's why we hit our hand down. Write it down. Name write that shell down. company in four notes. Okay. You know, okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about Wyoming because Wyoming is always on your mind or has been lately. Tomorrow on The Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, Colorado State Senator John Cook to talk about Weld County, Wyoming. Yeah, so. Will it happen? The secession, this isn't about that, you know, for once. We're talking about the top five energy bills uh, to watch during Wyoming's legislative session. Because, oh, of I course, saw that. Yeah, they've, they sort of sort of sounded the, the first gun, didn't they, against the Biden administration? Well, Mark Gordon was on this program. Mm-hmm. He, was, he wasn't too happy with Joe Biden. <laughs> you can go check out that interview, folks, at thecrudelife.com. Yeah, he was pretty, we, we had 20 minutes. He had a guy there with a stopwatch. Boom. Yeah. Hey, man, you're lucky you get 20 minutes. I, we're extremely grateful. Yeah. Anybody who gives the crew like 20 minutes with the attorney general, including Kate crazy. Hornbrook, who yeah. texted us, she'll be coming on tomorrow. She's going to the gym right now. Hey, you got a priority. We got trumped <laughs> by the gym. I, I prefer oh, that man. too, actually. So. so, yeah, they're talking mainly about going uh, solar generation and different rates. Here in Wyoming, they're talking about mainly it's solar energy development. I didn't realize my mic was on as I was drinking water here. <laughs> what do you think you got a mute button? I've never found one. Oh no, we got mute buttons. <laughs> this is a big time studio, pal. So yeah, it does look like there's a push right now going on to try to make um, a grace period for new wind operators. Your favorite, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, helping spark the renewable energy market, basically there. Those are the energy bills? Yeah, they in say they, they're exemptions mainly that would repeal hike costs for consumers, create regulatory, regulatory barriers, and severely deter renewable energy investment in the state. So what they're looking at doing is to make it more difficult for solar and wind to be subsidized. Oh, okay. That's what it sounds like. They're doing yeah, they're a, doing similar ones in North Dakota. Yeah, they're doing a new net metering system. Um it's in charge of keeping the energy rates affordable to establish a new net metering system that is fair to all rate payers. By the way, uh, update from North Dakota. Yeah. It got voted down. The one that um, they they actually tried to introduce a bill that would put a wind tax that would go directly to coal. Oh, I was reading about that. Remember that? Yes. That's As, brilliant. I, brilliant. That got voted down. <laughs> Damn really? it. Well, you know, something like that or like, uh, what was that, that, that guy, for, I think, from Louisiana that was putting forth a resolution to make, uh, to, to ask the Biden administration to stop using any oil or Higgins. gas product. Higgins. Yeah. yeah. He was on the program last yeah. week. Yeah. Well, yeah we had type, him on. Yeah. Type of thing that's, you know, not going to go anywhere, but it makes a good point. 
Speaking of which, I do think I'm going to put an email out to that guy from Oklahoma that is trying to get a Bigfoot hunting season on the be- uh, he's trying to pass some law. Oh God, yeah, about being able to hunt Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah. hunt Big Bigfoot. Yeah, and why are we going after that gentle giant? That's what I, I want to know. Normally, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of enabling crazy professionally. Yeah, like professionally like, on my <laughs> spare time. Heck yeah, man, I'll yeah. enable crazy yeah. all day long. Yeah. I'll I'll stand next to that guy at a party <laughs> and listen to him. Because that's the most interesting guy there. Get some popcorn. Okay, he's yep. really behind his craziness. Yeah. So you got to admire that kind of dedication. So when it gets when it gets a little bit too crazy, then I gotta go. Yeah. But uh, well, you know, the accountants are a little boring. So when man. does it cross the line for you? <laughs> so anyway, I I was thinking that um, I, I I I was just wondering, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, if that's if that's you know where we want to be, I don't know, man. I, I mean, no. Is this where we're at though? Do we do we want this? Like, are, are we so fed up with reality that we this is this is those guys dressing up like Harry Potter going into the park, man? Right, right. This is no different it's, than that. It's cosplay in real life. This is cosplay in that state sponsored cosplay. Oh my God, yeah, you know that's the problem, right? Isn't it? It, it really is. It is uh. Uh, excuse me, is there a Bigfoot? Am I missing something? I don't know. I mean, this is a joke, right? This no, is a, this, this is like I, a tourism point. See, I, I didn't read enough to know if this was supposed to be like a statement. You That's know, what I'm if wondering. If there was like some sort of message behind that. Is this the guy that's crazy? Mm-hmm. Or is this the guy that says, I'm going to put together kind of a clever, stupid idea. Like when, okay, like when they tried to change North Dakota's name to North Florida. That was a thing. That was a real thing. That was a real thing. Wow. There was a movement that they wanted because North Dakota wasn't getting anybody to visit. Now, see, I think we should merge with South Dakota and just call ourselves New Dakota. Everybody likes They've New. They've talked about doing Dakota, mm-hmm. They, which I think they should do. Dakota sounds Just great. Dakota. Just done. Oh. Dakota. Then they've talked about East and West Dakota. Yeah. Okay. And then they've talked about redrawing North and South Dakota, which I... Don't even get that. So yeah, I suppose, well, see, that's that's from people that don't live in either North or South Dakota. They just go, ah, oh, we'll just put those two together. It's fine. Christians, man, <laughs> came along and wrote a New Testament. <laughs> that's that's oh, what I, that's, what I, oh, that's right. You you might that's right. You might actually appreciate that yeah, joke. I do. <laughs> that's from a Lewis Lewis Black yeah. a comedian where he's like, and then you came along and wrote a new wrote one. a New Testament. Because ours wasn't good enough. <laughs> yeah, I was all about the fire and the brimstone, man. Right? Vengeful God. Half the audience is like, what, 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 what? the hell are they talking about? I just had a heart about? attack. Yeah. Just, you know, for <laughs> a moment, back to we getting were. back to it. So <laughs> this, this article, because at first I thought it was going in a totally different direction. That's why I pulled it up. But actually, this is interesting because what they're trying to do is basically de-incentivize people doing wind and yeah. solar for small uh, you know, personal use to make it basically difficult to return, get a return on it so for selling excess power. We could have John Draws on who has a great blueprint for how to get rid of solar or how to get rid of wind farms in your town. And I'm wondering if some of these politicians aren't tapping into that because he's, just, he's considered one of the fringe guys, Yeah, but he's extremely research savvy. And he's got just step by step by step on how to do it. This just seems vindictive to me, though. I mean, like, honestly, if there's, shouldn't we be encouraging you to take 
personal steps in your house to make it more efficient. Like what do you mean? Well, that's what they're looking. This bill would do is it by changing the the metering, people that have solar or wind that they can sell the excess back to the company, they get it's much easier for them to justify the initial expenditure. You know, the investment up oh, front. Oh, sure. Yeah. So that's you know one of the the incentives to try to mm-hmm. do those types of things. So. I can understand people trying to go after solar and wind for their own reasons, but the idea of being more self-sufficient shouldn't be something we're trying to clap down on. Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, because, you know, when you get all the subsidy money in the front end and then, you know, it's just what goes away. And then like if sudden, you were able to... It's tough. If everybody was able to have in North Dakota essentially their own oil well on your property, mm-hmm. it powered your house yeah. and there was a refinery there, you know? I mean, would we de-incentivize that? Isn't that where they're supposed to go with like the uh, toilets and the garbage, right? Where you're supposed to have this like some methane combustible pod in your garage. I mean, seriously, 50 years ago, that's what they promised us. Yeah, that's right. Uh, The the years of the Blade Runner and stuff. That's right. Our toilets were our our, biofuels. Yeah, our toilets and our trash were supposed to go into some, you know, pod with. I don't know if the Star Wars guy was supposed to be in there or not, (laughs) but it was supposed to go somewhere and you were supposed to. You know, methane power. So right. Anyway, Night but... soil, I think, is what they call that. Well, oh, let's see what we got next, man. Let's go to the next news item because we're getting way over on time. Yeah, sorry. Okay, so back to Texas, right? Now, this actually ties into us up here, too. Okay, no effect. Even record freeze couldn't eradicate Texas' toughest invasive species, experts oh. say. And this ties into us because the invasive species is, any idea? Mm-mm. Zebra mussels. They got zebra mussels in yeah. Texas? Yes. Yikes. Not even a historic week of freezing temperatures and record-setting snowfall last month could mitigate some of the toughest and most threatening invasive species known to central Texas. Well, no. They're, they're fine with that. Wow. They're mi- they're, they're Many okay. of Austin's Mexican free-tailed bats were injured or killed. Uh, oh. Zebra mussels, tilapia, and apple snails fared just well, they got fine. tilapia, too? Yeah. Ew. My wife loves tilapia. Ew. Yeah. Isn't that like a mudfish, basically? You, they, they eat salmon poop. So zebra mussels, for those that don't know, are a small but prolific mollusk. Yeah, razor ass sharp. Yep. First appeared in the Austin area lakes in 2017, and have since attached themselves to boats, pipes, and docks. We've had them up here for at least a decade more or more. I wear shoes because of those things. Yeah. Well, you've got to slice like yeah. like. Oh, they've razor gotten sharp. into Lake Melissa. They've gotten into that whole system mm-hmm. of lakes out there now. Well, they're in everywhere. Yeah, up here in the Midwest. So that's interesting, though, man. Is that they were they were actually hoping, you know, some of the uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife expert, the Leslie Nopes of Texas, were hoping the mussels would die off in the freezing waters, but like cockroaches, they survive. So. Well, they survive here, so why would they think they would? Yeah, I was gonna say we essentially are like the surface of I Mars mean, six months out of the year. Well, it's why would they be surprised? <laughs> Clearly, they don't Google our weather. I guess. I didn't realize that they had tilapia. I mean, that's is that normally in the wild? I thought that was a, like a farm. Raised. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a farm. You know, maybe they're talking about they. They mention it as an invasive species, though. Oh, they do. They do. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay, so they consider it invasive, with along with the mussels and even what are called apple snails, which I don't remember from. I bet tilapia there. just wreaked havoc out there. Yeah, oh, that's a, yes, that's a, Oh yeah, most. I mean, it was like you know you hear those tales in Florida when they get a, a, a freeze snap and the chameleons and the lizards are falling dead out of the tree, frozen. Did you see that the state of Florida? 
must have been listening to the Crude Life Play Hard Work Hard Morning Show and what they did. What they do to us? They said they put their foot down. It's illegal in like a couple of years. So they they're not doing it right away. Okay, but they're making it illegal to have these snakes. They're doing the and, snake thing. Oh, they found they some. They beat the snake. They lobby? found a new snake, and they had emergency <laughs> meeting. And they just said enough's enough, yeah. and they basically they put together like a two year timetable so that way. The pet stores can can figure out a way to transition the heck out now, of that why business. Do I, why am I terrified um, by the idea that a bunch of people are just going to let them out? Into no, the no, no. You get you get um, grandfathered in, okay. but you got to get a permit. And but <laughs> can you can't. I see a permit but for you your can snakes, no sir? longer bring new ones in. Can you carry concealed snakes? I I'm telling you, it's going to be like Hawaii. There's going to be checkpoints probably at at the borders here. You can understand it with Hawaii on a big. They found scale, a new dude. one. It's a milk snake. So it's they don't believe it's poisonous, but I'm telling you, as soon as they found a new invasive snake, that just did it for that them. That was it, and it, they thought, well, the milk snake looks like a coral snake, but this milk snake is brown instead of red, so they don't understand that. So it's like adapting it's to the Everglades dude. right away, too. Oh yeah, I mean, so they're just freaking <laughs> out. I mean, people wow. came out of the ceiling, you know. Yeah. It's just it was well, one I'm of those glad deals. The, the crude life was there to lead the way. <laughs> Against the, the horrible snake lobby. They call us the shale play profit. <laughs> and it's not the good profit either. It's right. not, it's it's not, not the, the one that the gives ching us ching. the Robert De Niro. See, say the, the fat stacks. Folks, that's going to do it today. Oh, coming up next, Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge, one of 13 states that is going to be pursuing action against the President of the United States about the Keystone Pipeline. You're not going to want to miss that. Tomorrow, State Senator John Cook from Colorado, Kate Hornbrook, as well as Michaela Hager. we got a full show, folks. We'll see you tomorrow, but stick around and listen to our work hard. Coming up next. She works to live and don't live to work. in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show Play Hard, Work Hard is by the Moody River Band. She wants to live a life and happiness non-stop Well, it's moss growing all over the rock The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by The Bakken Barbecue. In 2013, The Bakken Barbecue was created as a collaborative effort to raise money within the community. This family-friendly event raises money to help make a difference within the communities in the Bakken Shale Place. Since their first year, The Bakken Barbecue has not only achieved their goal annually, but it's added to the list of positive impacts within the Bakken. For more information, visit their website, BakkenBBQ.org. That's BakkenBBQ.org. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by Chewy Paws. 
All-natural elk, deer, moose, and caribou antler chews for dogs. USA-sourced premium quality and no preservatives. They love what we do in oil and gas, and all profits go to the dogs. That's Chewy Paws. Check out their website, ChewyPaws.com. That's ChewyPaws with a Z.com. The industrial forest. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. All right. Good day, friends and listeners. We are here today to talk with the lovely Attorney General Leslie Rutledge from Arkansas. She's been quite busy. Uh, We don't actually have too much time because the woman is on the run getting lots and lots of things done. Today, we get to hear a little bit about how she's uh, leading a charge to push back against federal overreach in, in, you know, what are you able to tell us about what's happening here, Leslie? Excuse me, Attorney General Rutledge. Well, you're we always welcome to call me Leslie, but uh, we have already seen in the first couple of weeks uh, of President Biden's administration that this is Obama-Biden 2.0 plus. And the rate at which we've seen the executive orders flying off the president's desk is taking America back, taking jobs back and putting us in a detrimental position. But as the attorneys general for a number of states, we are pushing back uh, already with the Keystone Pipeline, the cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline that President Biden signed on day one. We joined together. There were over a dozen attorneys general led by the Montana AG, Austin Knutson, who sent a letter to President Biden uh, pushing back against his cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline. The cancellation of the Keystone Pipeline took away American jobs. It can take away energy independence for America, and it takes away money from Americans' pocketbooks because it will cost more. Uh, President Biden claims that uh, not to worry for those pipeliners who worked on the Keystone Pipeline because they would have jobs in the Green New Deal and under the Green New Jobs. That's nothing more than a hope and a prayer. And American workers and the pipeliners from Arkansas that I've talked to They were ready, prepared, and at work on the Keystone Pipeline, which, again, provides energy independence and low-cost energy for all Americans. Well, and it had been running successfully and efficiently for multiple years now. Am I correct? Well, they were, yes. And in the process of moving, uh, you know, building more of the Keystone Pipeline, and that's why our pipeliners from Arkansas uh, were working on it. We also have a a company located in Little Rock, Arkansas, that produced the pipeline itself. It was called Wellspun. And so now we've got uh, large pieces of pipe just uh, sitting on the ground instead of being transported and put in into place so that way it could move that crude oil much safely, uh, much more efficiently, and much cheaper than what we we're going to see by having to haul that same amount of crude oil in tank cars on our rail. 
Right. And so so obviously with these executive orders, changes have already had to have been made, even even amidst, you know, trying to find ways to push back. How has this impacted uh, Arkansas so far? Well, again, uh, I've talked to a number of individuals, uh, pipeliners who were working on the Keystone Pipeline or who were set to go work on the Keystone Pipeline. But Joe Biden's decision to cancel it cancel their job and their opportunity to make money. It's also going to impact uh, the ancillary businesses around those areas. Uh, we have the, you know, this could be probably up to 500 Arkansas jobs that are lost as a direct result of it. In addition to the increased cost of that we as Arkansans and Americans are going to be paying at the pump because it's going to cost more in order for them to move that same amount of crude oil. Uh, the 400 gallons of crude oil that goes through the Keystone pipeline every single, or rather 400,000 barrels, not gallons, 400,000 barrels that could go through the Keystone pipeline today will take 645 loaded tank cars on rail to move that same amount. That is inefficient. It's costly. And for the environmentalist, that's causing more harm to the environment than moving it through the Keystone pipeline. I had uh, definitely read similar information uh, to that. Absolutely. Do you think that these changes helped to impact? Did you have those rolling blackouts like like is in Texas? Do you think that that was impacted by the shutdown of, say, the Keystone Pipeline? We had uh, minimal rolling blackouts. Uh, we worked very closely uh, from my office with the utility companies. However, we have seen, uh, I think, the the winter storm that we saw last week that was devastating in Texas and certainly in parts of Arkansas, we're still uh, dealing with the effects of it, but it's a great example of why we can't rely simply on wind and solar, that wind and solar should be in addition to what we're already doing because there, the precipitation will freeze on those giant windmills and that the snow will sit on top of those solar panels and that we have to have the energy resources backed up and ready. However, the decisions that were made to limit uh, the energy supply, perhaps it may not have been 100% avoidable because no one had anticipated that sort of long-term low temperatures in Louisiana, right. in Texas, and Arkansas. However, if we were only relying on wind and solar, we would be in a much more detrimental position than what we were and that we would have seen much more devastation because we still would be without power because again those wind turbines would still be frozen and the snow would still be sitting on those solar panels right right that's a, a precarious position Wh where do you see things going from here i know that um you obviously aren't able to divulge all of the information about what you've got brewing with this but uh there's already been you know that initial pushback do you see it going gathering steam going anywhere? Well, the a number of my colleagues and I have worked very closely together uh, as we've seen these executive orders flying off President Biden's desk. Uh, we did send the letter on the Keystone Pipeline to the president, uh, sort of as a, a shot across the bow, essentially saying, listen, you cannot cancel the Keystone permit because you are canceling American jobs. And this is something where if need be, we will take legal action. This, the same with President Biden's executive order with regard to women in sports and hurting girls' opportunities that they are lawfully allowed now under Title IX. 
and in Arkansas, we introduced uh, legislation I did this week to which was called the Girls Act, which stands for Gender Integrity Reinforcement Legislation for Sports Act. And this is to make sure that young women and girls in Arkansas are only having to compete in all female sports against all females. It prohibits biological males who identify as females to participate in an all-girls sport. It's unbelievable that at this time we are having to put forth such legislation and put it into law. And that's why I think more so than ever that we cannot let political correctness override good common sense. And in Arkansas, we believe in putting laws in place that are good common sense laws. Absolutely. I guess one last question. I know we're running short on time. What is it that you think that the public would be able to do to assist with these endeavors to kind of push back against the federal overreach and to uh, keep things running more smoothly? Well, I always encourage Arkansans and Americans to reach out to me at the Arkansas Attorney General's office that we use these one-on-one examples in our court filings and our congressional testimony. Uh, That's why when uh, we saw the pipeliners from Arkansas who had lost their jobs because of the president's decision to cancel the Keystone Pipeline, that we proactively reached out to those pipeliners to talk to them. But we want people to reach out to us at the Arkansas Attorney General's office to reach out to me, Leslie Rutledge, because I want to do the fighting for them. So please don't sit back and think nobody's fighting for you. We are fighting for you at the Arkansas Attorney General's office. Absolutely. That's so wonderful. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, um, I'm I'm excited to see where you're able to take this. And please don't hesitate uh, to reach out if there's anything that you would like to share. Uh, I'll, I'll take 10 minutes anytime you'd like to give it. So thank you. Well, thank you. Dear. We appreciate it very much. Thank you. All right, friends and listeners, that was Attorney General Leslie Rutledge from Arkansas bringing lots of good information about the ongoing pushback against federal overreach with those executive orders. Now, if you liked the information that you heard, make sure to check out the rest of what thecrudelife.com has to offer. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. Music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Back. 
Food Life with Jason Spies. Thank you for joining the program today. You know, I, I come from an oil background. My family's been in the oil and gas industry for 60 years. I, I think the thing with the younger generation is the younger generation has pretty much bought into the climate change phenomenon. They really believe everything that people tell them. We just want to thank everybody that has been so supportive of us, and especially you, Jason. Without without your help, I don't think our event would be as successful as it is. So I, I don't want to be real critical of them because being a guy who's, you know, dad has several small businesses and, and coming from that sort of small business background, I get it. I mean, the, the, the operators here were put in a real bad position by the state of North Dakota. I'm glad that we've got people like you to pay attention and bring us information on stuff like this. Prices can't go any lower for services. I, I, they're, they're too low right now. I, our margins are in the single percentage point if we're lucky, and we're not lucky that often. You're exactly right. ESG is becoming more and more important to shareholders. I can see for my 20 companies, they take it very serious. It makes perfect sense, and I thought you had a really good show last week. Jason, I love your inquisitive questions because you you ask important questions that that lead to the most important truths. Hey, this is Kevin Kramer representing proudly the state of North Dakota United States Senate. I'm Jason Spies, who's like the best energy interviewer in the world. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. We all like living the crude life, so. <laughs> the Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. Well, I, I certainly think that what's happened in the last week and what's happening yet today is a wake-up call for our country. If you are going to have uh, you know, political <clears throat> interference in, in markets, uh, like we've seen uh, with the subsidies that have been given to intermittent uh, energy sources uh, versus the and then the uh, attack and the additional costs and regulations put on what is would be considered the base load what we need for times like this uh, the, the base load electrical power that is that's you know sustainable and dispatchable and predictable in all weather conditions uh, you know we've really got a set of policies which has set us up I mean as the wealthiest uh, strongest economy in the world. And then we've got an electrical grid that has got instability uh, due to weather because of uh, ideological policy. And it, again, it just doesn't make sense when we're spending tens of billions of dollars to subsidize intermittent energy. And then the federal government is putting almost zero dollars uh, into the research that would help solve uh, the carbon issues. And we have there, you know, we believe in North Dakota in innovation, not regulation. And if you're trying to regulate industries uh, like the baseload power industry, if you're trying to regulate that out of business, uh, again, uh, thinking that you're going to do that to save emissions, what you're actually doing is, you know, again, putting at risk uh, Americans uh, during times like this. <clears throat> and then we're also not solving an emissions problem because, uh, you know, we've got China and India have. Uh, between them, close to a billion people that don't have electricity, they're going to continue to build uh, plants with older technology there. They're going to generate more emissions there than what we're shutting down in the U.S. And so we've actually gained nothing on the emissions front, where if we were investing in the R&D, and we're very close with carbon sequestration, the ability to take carbon right now is, I mean, I think, uh, you know, every school kid thinks that carbon is the devil element on the periodic table when carbon is a key component of life. To listen to the full-length interview with North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. 
While you're there, be sure to join our ever-growing army of social media energy enthusiasts at thecrudelife.com and click on the social media tab. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. The music heard on the Crude Life Morning Show, Play Hard, Work Hard, is by the Moody River Band. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com.